All right, so getting into another team. This is a team that me and Brian actually share fandom of, better or for worse. The New York <laughs> Yankees. Brian, I know we've talked in the past couple of weeks about where we stand with the New York Yankees. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked in the past couple of weeks. What – let me – how do I phrase this? Where do you stand with the Yankees as an organization – Obviously, they got off to a hot start this year. I want to know, A, what do you think their ceiling is in the playoffs this year? Mm -hmm. B, your thoughts on Brian Cashman. C, your thoughts on Hal Steinbrenner. Take it away. Okay, so this is, this is, this is my, uh, my subject. So, <laughs> so I've had a lot of criticism on them for over the last few years. Way more There's, than anybody else, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and just because, just to start off, it's a different sport than football. In football, everything's everybody's at equal. Everybody's equal. The Yankees spend more money than everybody else. Like it's just, I'm sorry, you're, people are gonna complain, especially Yankee fans. That's just a fact. Just a fact. You have a huge advantage, huge advantage. So that's out of the way. Um, they're ceiling this year. They're not winning the World Series. There's no shot. There's no shot. There's no shot unless they get on a crazy hot streak where everybody's hitting home runs and and just some crazy stuff. But there's you look at it. There's no way it could happen, right? You in order to make the World Series, I would say you at least need an ace, right? Cole isn't an ace anymore. We all know that. Since he got rid of the sticky stuff, he's solid. You know, games here and there, he'll really like blow up. But overall, he could be a solid two or three. Not ideal that he gives games away, but he he's not an ace anymore. You need that horse to make the World Series. And when you go to the playoffs, most teams have two or three of those guys. Um, and then the lineup, they've gotten better at not being so home runner bust, but still, it, it, again, you can look at the stats. What's that? It's kind of come back recently. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, and, and they've made, uh, they've addressed it. They've, and I've looked at the stats, you know, they could, people could say all they want in games they lose, they hit uh, just not even near the amount of home runs, you know? Yeah. And again, I get that if you hit a home run, you're more likely to win the game, but still they're so reliant on the home run. It's disgusting. Stanton leaves the lineup. They, they can't win a baseball game because they can't score runs. All you do is walk judge. So, you know, a lot of times it just feels like they're, they're pulling teeth just, just to win a game, just to hit a home run, you know, with Donaldson, like it's like they're keeping him in there and I get, he could play defense and he has this edge, but they're paying $25 million to a guy who's hitting 210, who's hitting waiting for a home run once a month. It's bad. You he's know, um, good defense to his credit. No. Yeah. He's awesome. It's he can't hit. He can't hit. No, he's washed. He's washed. And there needs to be a trade package going the next year with him, Torres, and Andujar. With Torres kind of higher on his trade value again, even though I think he sucks, he's better than where he used to be. He's proven a little bit. Get him out of there. And you can kind of attach Donaldson to that deal, maybe shave a couple um, couple of the dollars off the salary, uh, eat some of the money to get him out of there. But that needs to happen. Um uh, going towards Cashman, I think it's one of those things where two things can be true. Like I said earlier, Cashman can be an awesome GM while also not needing, not, not, uh, not fulfilling his job, uh, here. Um, again, again, they're, they're consistently good. They haven't had a losing record in 25 years, something like that. But again, look at it in terms of the Yankees, it's the Yankees, right? They have infinite amount of money to spend i don't care what anybody says infinite amount of money to spend it's a different level i don't What's want that? to take you as like like we say it's the yankees we're not saying that like with our chest out like yeah 
like cocky or anything. It's just the facts. Like, yeah. like you said, we are spending infinite more money than some of these teams that are at the disadvantage that, that outperform us. Like the Rays have a 100th of our payroll and they, they consistently have made it further and, and played more consistent baseball the past couple of years. So I don't want people to take you saying that as like a, oh, we're the Yankees. It's more of like a, we're the Yankees. Like why are yeah. we – yeah, if you if you can't even be successful or win on an uneven playing field, yeah, I think that's uh, an even deeper look in the mirror of saying what are we doing wrong as as upper management and as an organization. Yeah, and and like again, it, it like you said it, with the Yankees again, it, when we say that it means like it just it starts off to how I started this conversation. It's an uneven playing field, as as they say in Moneyball. Uh, we got, you know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, you know, what was it? Everybody else, 50 feet of crap than us. That's just how it works. And again, it's not a fair game, but the Yankees keep losing. Um, and I think I, I was really pulling, you know, you can check out Pick at a Point podcast. It's one of my videos still up there a couple of years ago. I had a video on DJ LeMahieu signing and I said, it's nice and all, but they had to make wholesale changes. Now they did a, a decent amount in the offseason. I will, I will say that. And I think that's why they're going to win the division because they made changes that were necessary, but there are wholesale changes that need to be made. And don't bring up number 99 because I will get thrown off this podcast as quick as possible, but there are wholesale changes that need to be made. And I think Brian Cashman having a new start somewhere else, still being a good GM. I'm not saying he's not good, but I think, and again, I get the grass is always greener. We're going to get somebody else, and then maybe we have 75 wins one year. But all I'm saying is you can't keep losing in the playoffs and just scratch your head and be like, oh, well, why are we losing? Oh, we, we have these good players. You know, it just it, it doesn't make sense. You know? Wait, um, I don't think we've, ta- we've talked about this. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on what they should do with Judge? Oh, get ready, man. Uh, get ready. The, it is a fact. Do you think it, they should have more? It is a fact. It is a fact that players, when they reach their 30s, are not the same. I've seen it. Pujols got a massive contract from the Angels, and he deserved every dollar of it. Was never the same. Ever. Ever. And he, I think he had one all-star year out of that 10-year contract where he had 10 out of 10 or something with the, with the uh, with, Cardinals. Same with Miggy. What's that? Same with Miguel Cabrera, but... Yeah, and you know, oh, and A-Rod, again, 2007, he had this judge-like year, and I would argue his year was better, but same. He had this amazing contract year. He got this big deal, never the same. It's because he's in his 30s. I think what they offered him was very generous in the offseason, and I'm happy they exposed it to the public because when he leaves, if he leaves, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Again, it's one of those things, it's bad for the brand if he leaves. Or the Yankees. It's good to have the face of baseball. It's good to have that guy. I'm not saying it's it's something that they should do. But in terms of a baseball economic perspective, it is a bad decision to keep him. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. And so and so this is my – so I don't – I'm not going to sit here and say I'm big. All right, yeah, Ethan, you can respond. You're a Yankees fan. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to say I disagree with Brian. It's just – my counterpoint to that is – Players like Albert Pujols, mm-hmm. Alex Rodriguez, Miguel Cabrera. These have been guys that have been playing when they got that contract in the major leagues for, what, 10 years before they got that contract? Yeah. Aaron Judge has only been in the major leagues for well, four years. That's They're, honestly more concerning in my opinion. I, see, I don't 
What he has should... he done? Aaron Judge. Uh, again, this right. year has been amazing. Again, I'm not going to die on the ledge that he's not a good player. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying is – He's about bring to it up. a single-season record for, for home runs. Uh, he he could do whatever he wants. This is a fluke year, and he's shown wow. major injury issues, wow. major injury issues in his thirties. That will be worse. Again, we got stuck with a Stanton contract. We got stuck with a Cole contract, which I said last offseason they should have traded him because his trade value is still high. Um, Aaron Judge. That will be in terms of a baseball perspective, winning baseball games. That will be an abomination of a contract. Whoever signs him. I am I I I will die on this hill. The only reason we're winning this year. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I it's the same thing. It goes back to pool holes and arrows. The, the with the pool holes, it, it everybody should model that choice the Cardinals made. Homegrown hero, two World Series, probably I think three MVPs on the Cardinals. Ten yeah. years, probably had the best ten year run in baseball, which Judge hasn't even come close. Yeah. So that's what I meant earlier was what has he done? In other yeah. words, those guys have earned contracts, but. Um, Probably the best tenure run in baseball history, Pujols had. They did the smartest thing. They won the World Series, two actually, but one in 11. They said, enjoy. And they that was a killer. That was a savvy-ass decision. And again, I'm not saying it's good for the Yankee brand. The Yankee brand works differently. Aaron Judge and, and pinstripes is important. But what I will say is where they will have bargaining powers, Aaron Judge also needs the Yankees. And nobody's bringing that up. Okay. But, okay, so here's the, so here's the thing. So we're talking about how... I think Brian's stance is that I, I think, and I think a weird thing we've talked about this about baseball is, is baseball seems to pay their players on their past achievements and past mm. play. So if a guy's a baller player for a beginning portion of his career and his early development, and once he gets to the major leagues, then a team throws him a 10 year decade contract worth a zillion dollars. And then mm. he won't live up to what he did before he signed that. Yep. So that could be a mul- multitude of factors because of age because of once you get that much money, do you care as much? You know, multiple things. So mm. I kind of want to dive into how did baseball get to that point? But before we even get there, if the Yankees have this monetary advantage over other teams, how should they spend their money if you don't want to pay the bag to their to their big guy? Do you want to just disperse it evenly over all their players? Do you want to put more money into the bullpen? Like, how do you want to spend their advantage if you kind of want to let a guy like this go, like how, how do you want that to kind of to trickle down? So Ethan's going to rip my head off. So let me just answer that question. And I'll let Ethan go. Cause he's been holding it a lot. Again, I'm not saying that Aaron judge isn't a great player. He is a great player and he's, 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 he's just awesome. He's the best player in baseball right now, but baseball has proven time and time again, that is a team sport. Alex Rodriguez signed the biggest contract in baseball at the time with the Texas Rangers in 2001, the Seattle Mariners, who lost him, won 116 games that year. The best player in baseball they lost. It has proven time and time again. The Red Sox do this really well. It's not good for ticket sales, but it's good for winning baseball. They let go of these people that are fan favorites that maybe don't deserve a certain amount of money, Mookie Betts, people like that. They make good deals. They disperse the money. Now, my problem with it is I would be way more prone to keeping Judge. And I'm not I'm still saying like maybe keep Judge if the price is right. I wouldn't go crazy with it. But if they can get something for a little bit more than they offered, I would still keep them. But let me let me let me expand on this. Um, the Red Sox and 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 what the how they do things. The Yankees 
the big reason why I'm saying is get rid of them is they already have two monstrous, monstrously handicapping deals with Stanton and Cole. Again, I don't care what you say about Stanton. He can hit really well in the regular season, had a couple good postseason runs. Cole, yada, yada, yada. They're going to be limping in three or four years. It's going to be a problem. These contracts are going to be a problem. And again, if I could, me and Ethan agree on this, if we could do a lot of things over, you wouldn't have those contracts. But at the end of the day, I would disperse that money at, to multiple positions for more pitchers because they just don't, again, they have money, but at the end of the day, they don't feel comfortable spending money like Steve Cohen and dispersing it when they're paying all, like three or four guys millions of dollars. My, my, where I agree with you there is, and you've seen in the past with a, let's say, Jacoby Ellsbury contract, they have money. They don't spend it wisely or correctly a lot of the yeah. time. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't really appreciate Brian Cashman as a general manager, which I will get into in a minute. I just what, – so what do you – one of the questions, and you can just give me a quick, what do you think would be an appropriate contract for Aaron Judge next year? I thought the contract they offered him so around like very million dollars. If if I was the Yankees, I'd double down on that and say, "Listen, buddy, we want you to be a Yankee for life. You need us just as much as we need you." Again, because nobody's talking about that. He needs the Yankees. It's great to be in New York. It's great to be in pinstripes. Um, listen, yeah. Again, I would go a little bit above that number. And again, I'm I'm not saying let him go. I'm just saying I'm not getting in a bidding war. For 10 years, $350 million. No effing way. No effing way. So, yes, I would prefer to keep them for the brand. It's good for the brand. And it's putting that above baseball. You're putting the brand above baseball, me saying that. But I'm just saying I wouldn't go much higher than what they offered him already. And at the end of the day, that, that NY logo does make a, a hell of a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a brand. It's also what's helped you know building the stadium and paying for these contracts. But I just – I the the problem that I have with baseball service time I'll get into that in a bit. Mm-hmm. The reason why Aaron Judge I would offer Aaron Judge at the end of the season for for let's say two hundred dollars offer him fifty million dollars a year for four years and I don't think that's handicapping you at all. He wants you know an eight to ten year contract because he hasn't made anything from his playing because he got called up when he was twenty six twenty seven yeah that's it's bull crap. I agree. Yeah, that's, that's more of a problem with baseball. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll just end it at, at for the judge conversation. You don't think they should sign him? Uh, your reasonings, I, I respect. They should sign him, whatever it takes. I think, and mm-hmm. we can leave that at that. But wait, wait let me just add on to it because I don't want to be misconstrued. There's a point where it's a baseball versus a brand decision. I'm not saying don't sign Judge. I'm just saying it can't be crazy because there's gonna be a bidding war. And I wouldn't go that much higher. And I think you get a little cheaper by being the Yankees. Even with that being said, if they do sign him, which I wouldn't be upset with because it's good for brand, it's good for them, it's good for baseball, it's good for everything, it will be an albatross of a contract. It will be terrible. It will be terrible. And and, and history will, has proven it. And it, it will prove it. And I will die on that hill. I will. Um, all right. So back to the first question I asked you, we don't really have to talk about Steinbrenner. I kind of just threw that in at the end of that, but we can talk about him actually a little at the end if we want. But Mm -hmm. so to my first point, I asked what you thought the ceiling for the Yankees was. I think their ceiling is losing to the Astros and the ALCS once again. Mm -hmm. And I maybe hot take, take, maybe, uh, 
maybe I'm a bad fan for saying this. I truly think they can lose in the ALDS with ease. Oh, yeah. Um, if they play, like, if they play Seattle, who just got Luis Castillo, if they play Cleveland Indians slash Guardians, who have unbelievable pitching, Shane Bieber, Cal Quantro, Zach Plesak, unbelievable arms, and a lineup a that is the polar opposite. That of is a problem. The Cleveland Guardians, Cleveland Indians – Put the ball in play. Yeah, they do. They do. They, I've been they, following that as well. They're hot. They're they, made for the postseason. They got a good bullpen. They got a lights out closer and Emmanuel Classe that throws wiffle balls at 101 miles an hour. If the Yankees play them in the ALDS, I truly think they'll lose. If they play the Mariners, I think they'll lose. So yeah. that I, where I'm at with the Yankees, and this will lead me into the next one. I, I brought you a question about Brian Cashman. Mm. I don't give a damn about what he did in the past. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. That was when I wasn't even born. Yeah. He's won one championship while I've been alive. Yeah. Congrats. You had, you assembled one of the greatest teams in 1998. Uh, you, you three peated. Guess what? I wasn't born back then. So I'm not going to, you know, boast my chest and say, Oh, 27 rings, 27. The Yankees for their, you know, 22 years of my life have been borderline embarrassing. Yeah. Congrats. They've won, like you said, throughout the regular season. They should. They have they should. Yeah. They have more money allocated than anybody else. Why people Dude, hate that, them. Yeah. The, the one thing that I'm recognizing with Brian Cashman is he is a he's afraid. And I think it's maybe because he knows that he has won five championships in the past twenty five years for this for this roster. So he's kind of content with just being, you know, above average and then losing. Mm -hmm. He's scared to make like a, a winning go out and get it now move. We talk about it this year. Aaron judge is having the best season I've ever seen by a baseball player this year. He's hitting close to 300. He's going to break Roger Maris's home run record, which a lot of people think is the home run record at 61, even though Barry Bonds hit, you know, 72, 73 when he was jacked up on roids. But so. You have a team that has been playing out of that, that overachieved to start the year. They played above their weight to start the year. Nestor Cortez mm -hmm. had a one five. Jamison Tyone had a you know sub three ERA. Garrett Cole was pitching lights out. Jordan Montgomery was giving you good starts. Mm -hmm. Brian Cashman at the deadline is afraid to get rid of prospects, and for what reason I don't know. I talked to my friends about this maybe once a week, probably more. They would tell you. We have a prospect farm right now that is one of the best that we've had in a while. Oh, yeah. For some reason, we're scared to get rid of them. We're scared to, you know, trade one of them for an upper arm like Luis Castillo, who would mm -hmm. be a great one-two to Garrett Cole. Instead yeah. of go out and, and get Frankie Montas. Not, not even it. close. Yeah, not it. even close. Frankie Montas, he, he had, you know, around a 3-5 ERA. He was mm -hmm. pitching on Oakland. He didn't have the wins because he's playing for Oakland. He's not a number two. He's more of a, a bottom three, four starter in a rotation. Because if a playoff starts, he's not going to be your number two starter. Nestor Cortez is probably going to be your number two starter, which is crazy to say. It is. So instead of trading, you know, Anthony Volpe, who skyrocketed in the prospect rankings, uh, you know, Peraza, who also plays shortstop. And this is what boggles my mind with Brian Cashman. He has his top two out of his top three prospects are shortstops. So he's scared to, you know, call them up and let them play. 
probably because of service time, probably because Hal saying, oh, we don't want to pay him that extra, you know, year or two. Mm-hmm. He's also scared to deal them. So he's just letting them play in triple A, double A. Why? Why are we not right now when we have Isaiah Connor falefa who seems like a great dude, but he has always and always will be a gap shortstop. Yeah. We missed on Seager. We missed on Correa. They didn't want to pay them. So instead, we went with Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, who has one home run, who is batting around 260, doesn't hit for extra base hits, doesn't hit for power, offers pretty much no threat when he's up besides hitting singles every once in a while, plays, I would say, subpar defense for a major league shortstop. He throws the ball like a little leaguer. He still doesn't know how to get over the top on a baseball. He's always coming from the side. So why not call up the guys? This is what drives me nuts with the Yankees. They're afraid to win now. And it's going to bite them when the Astros are celebrating either in Yankee Stadium or in Houston in Minute Maid Park. And it might it might not even get to that. It might even be there. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Houston. But it might not even get there. I, I truly – it's sad what's happened, I think, to the Yankees. They're complacent with, you know, the one, 100 wins. The Dodgers have taken over, you know, I think as that high market team. That the Yankees, team yeah. Money that, you know, plays like the Yankees. It's embarrassing. I, I there was there I think I saw a stat today that the Yankees were on pace for, you know, hundred plus wins and the Ash and the Dodgers were at seventy wins. While the or the, the Dodgers were at sixty wins while the Yankees were at seventy wins. The Dodgers got to ninety before the, the Yankees got to eighty. Yeah. It's pathetic. Yeah. So that's kind of just my rant about the Yankees. I think it's pathetic what's going on in the Bronx. I think that George Steinbrenner is probably rolling over in his grave. May he rest in peace every single day with the decisions that his son's making. His son is a his son's scared. Him and Cashman are both scared because they know. Cashman knows. Oh, I have this job security. Oh, I won these five championships. Maybe it's time we look in the mirror and say, Brian Cashman ain't it. Maybe yeah. we do the ones, but yeah, I I think that was a, a solid a solid thing you went through there. There's a couple of things I want to mention. One with the Cashman thing, I don't give him that much credit. Great book you guys could read. Um, the the it was something like the Death of the Yankees Dynasty or something like that, or the Last Night of the Yankees Dynasty, written by Buster Only. Uh, great book. It discusses uh, you know, who made the Yankees in that run and stuff. Two things I will say is, um, Cashman, you know, became general manager in 1998. He won three World Series in that time, but the core, again, he got a couple of people like Scott Brocious and he made moves. I'm not saying he didn't bring in people, but that was more G. Michael and 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 I, I really wouldn't give him that much credit. In 09, he bought the team. He bought the house. Um, with the other Steinbrenner, the father, George, may he rest in peace. I'm not big on him either. I get that people like that he was a win or bust, but also, you know, when they became successful when he got banned from baseball. Um, and they had uh, people who weren't so uh, crazy and more level-headed. I do think that we need to find a balance between Hal and George. I think George was too much of a, you know, he was crazy. He was too, too winner bust. But I also think Hal is a little soft, a little weak. Um, and he thinks he's complacent. And like you said, with this whole Cashman thing, um, you know, they're, they're fine with just making the playoffs every year and trying to win a World Series. Again, Giants football, that is awesome. That is totally the way you should go because it is a completely level league. 
The Yankees are here to win World Series. They have all this money. It's not about making the playoffs every year. It's not a cocky thing. It's because they have a huge advantage. It's like me playing Ben in basketball and expecting Ben not to fucking dunk on me every time. I'm sorry, but like, but if somebody's that much taller than you or that much better than you, they should dominate you. That's just how it is. Um, and then with the prospects, Ethan, I'm torn. The beginning part of the year when they were pretty much unable to lose or 52 and 18 or something, I was like, this is the year they got to drop everybody and just get a ridiculous team and make sure, like, will themselves to a World Series like 09. At the deadline, it's tough. They got Kiner Falefa because they didn't want to spend the money on Correa or Seager, right? So if you have that perspective, then why are we going to trade them? You may say trade just one shortstop, which I get, maybe Volpe, but but at the end of the day, I see they have an ETA of next year. I see it being a kind of for left at third, back to his kind of normal position. Volpe at short, Peraz at second, getting rid of Glaber, um, keeping DJ as like a utility guy, which he's perfect at, which I actually have. Uh, I think that, that would be awesome for the future. But um, I, I'm torn on the whole prospect thing. Again, I do believe you should build for the future while trying to win now, but I'm also where you're in first place and you don't spend for a pitcher when they need one. I agree with you on that. It's a tough decision because we know Montas is just a solid three, four guy. Again, having have was having a solid year, but he's, he's kind of like a Montgomery replacement. You know, I, I see a lot of Sonny gray in him, maybe not ready for the bright lights. He's not been really good recently. Um, but Castillo is the guy. He's the guy that it was great because right after the deadline, the Mariners got him and he it was lights out against the Yankees. So again, the prospect thing, I would have to really think about more if I was in that seat. Again, I'm not in that seat. I'm not getting paid millions of dollars, so I don't have to have that answer. But whatever Cashman's doing isn't working. And I think to your point, uh, I, I the ceiling with the, the Astros is is totally right. And and I would be shocked if they even made it there at this point. I I really would. Quick. I know you don't like Glaber. I have held off on my Glaber. I, I like him and don't like him. It's kind of an every week, you know. Yeah. It's just sad that right now on their roster, he's probably their best young player. Their only really young player, and he's wildly inconsistent. Yeah. It's just like I look at other teams. The Braves won the World Series last year. Look at they what they're Load of young talent. Load of young they've talent. They've locked up. Disperse the money. Calling up their young guys, paying them the team-friendly deals. the money. For the <laughs> eight to ten years, what a what a crazy concept that is, you know. You yeah. bring your talent up, they play well, you get them <laughs> the contracts, and then you win. Probably they're probably going to win two World Series in in that in that span, including last year. So, yeah, I like what the Braves done a lot. I love what the Braves done. The Dodgers are having one of the most underrated seasons, I think, that nobody yeah. gives a rap about for some reason. Because they look- should. It's like the Yankees; they should. They, and they have every all-star in the league on this, honestly on their team. They, they also they also bring up their talent and play them well. Like you see mm. this kid at second, Gavin Lux, was a good prospect. He's playing good at second. Will yeah. Smith, one of the best catchers in the league. They called him up. He's mm. a stud. Dustin May has crazy, you know, stuff. He's a starting pitcher. It's just like I, the Yankees are in a mutt. And yeah. I, I really don't know what to do with them. I mean, obviously, I'm not getting paid to. I would love to, you know, talk to Cashman, see where his oh, head. Oh, love at. that. But that's yeah, like you said, I, I really think that their ceiling is losing to Houston once again, yeah. and maybe after the fourth or fifth time that they lose to Houston, and then see them celebrate going to the World Series, it'll finally click for Cashman. Hey, I gotta, you know, 
do something different. But unless we get Derek Jeter prime back hitting second or first and, and Garrett Cole starts using the sticky stuff, I, I don't see them going to the World Series. I really That's don't. I mean, those two things happen, then we got a whole different conversation. But, the one uh, you know, that I uh, don't like either is, and although Anthony Volpe is skyrocketed in the rankings, they're putting pressure oh. I've never seen on this kid in my life. Banking their jobs on his, his career. Actually, and he was a good player. He actually grew up in New Jersey, played mm-hmm. uh, at Bell Bar and really good private school. Got speed, too. Steals a ton of bases, went to Ford bases, yeah. Uh, I didn't think he was going to, you know, skyrocket the way he's done, but they are putting so much, so pressure. much pressure on him. Yeah. They're basically saying, you're going to be our shortstop for the next 13 plus years. Just keep doing what you're doing and you call up. It's a it's Glaber esque situation, and it's it's it, like you said, it's nerve wracking. Um, I do think that they can make a big transition into next year. Um, I don't know if he would get called up right for the beginning of the year because he's only in Double A. I think Peraza's time is now for next year. I think he should I'm be at second. Next year. Yeah, second or shortstop. I agree. Um, I think they should make some wholesale moves. There is no reason Donaldson, Hicks, and I don't care how much dead money you had to eat Donaldson, Hicks. Um, uh, who else am I talking about? And Duhar, which he's been rotting here, which you can see has a great bat, and 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 Torres should be on this team. And again, I'm not saying I, I agree with you on Torres. Sometimes he has really good moments, but other times, I mean, he can go. From, he's went missing for the last month. Missing. He I mean, I, I haven't seen him hit a ball hard in a month. I mean, I'm not even kidding. It, so it, I say he's sitting on my couch, but it's like you. I can see it. He he doesn't drive the ball the right. He has so much success when he's taking the ball the other way. Using that torch, mm-hmm. he's flailing off. He hasn't made contact with an off-speed pitch in God knows how long because he's pulling off every ball. But yeah, it's sad. I mean, this was a nice, you know, 40, 30-minute rant. Just talk about how shitty the Yankees are. But I'm, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I just, I just want to say for one thing again for next year because I'm, I'm a big future guy with. I always like draft lineups and stuff. I really like the guy Cabrera. I think him and DJ could be a one-two punch as utility. You could save a lot of roster spots. Switch hitter could play every position. I love him. And again, I'm not saying he's going to be a starter or or a star player for that matter, but I think he is an awesome utility player that they should 100% use with DJ because, you know, 162 games is a long season. You need those utility guys. But, yeah, yeah that's all I got. He hit for power in – triple a he hasn't really done that yet that'll come i would assume with you know time and getting adjusted but his defense has been phenomenal yeah and he looks like he looks honestly most comfortable i would say in right field i really haven't seen him make a bad play in right it's crazy that they're playing judge in center field and he looks as good as he does that's another thing that i think he can use for his argument against them that he can now play center field if his body yeah which I don't like, but I will be happy when that guy Bader comes back. But yeah. because because uh, I don't like, I'm not comfortable judging the center because, like you said, his body. But yeah, he can play that position 100. percent Yeah, Bader will be the center fielder in the postseason if he's healthy. But mm-hmm. all right, so I don't know baseball. I like hearing everyone talk sports, especially teams that they're passionate about. So I love listening to this conversation. I'm throwing in one interjection. It's a question to both of you as baseball fans. Once again, I don't watch baseball, so I don't know much. But baseball viewership and interest nationally, in my opinion, is down. Yeah. What do you guys think is the number one or multiple things that they should do to make baseball more interesting? 
Is it allowed juicing? Less games? What 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 major changes are we making? I'm, I'm talking stirring the pot here. The owners will never agree to uh owners will never agree to lower the games from 162 just because they right. make money on that 81 games, you know, homestand. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I've seen them doing is in AAA in the minors, they're using a pitch clock and actually enforcing it. It's not, you know, if you've been to a baseball game in the last couple of months, you know, you see in center field, they got the thing counted down from 20. Pitcher doesn't really care about it. Uh, so you're still seeing games that are, you know, three, three and a half hours average. They showed a stat on MLB Network. Shout out Ryan Duddy, one of our great friends, is an, uh, an editor over there. Stones, congrats to the little, job, Duddy. Yep, he's killing it. Yeah, big Passionate guy. about both sides. Yeah. Love, <laughs> yeah. Good love baseball. But uh, one of the uh, – one of the things that they showed was a stat since they introduced this pitch clock and I haven't seen any game video of it. I would assume it's pretty strict. The average time of a game in the minor leagues has gone from three, like Oh seven to two thirty. That's a big difference. So that's 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes right there. And they also showed, you know, average OP OBP, uh, ERA, none of that's changed. None of the in-game stats have changed. None of the, you know, actual product on the field has changed, but they've cut out 30 minutes. If you can somehow get baseball, I think, to a point where it's consistently being played around, you know, two, two and a half hours, two and a half, two, two flat is kind of a little that's unrealistic. Yeah. 2.30, I think, though, like, and they just got to do a better job marketing their stars. They have so much young talent that nobody knows about. Like, Ben, if I told you who, you know, Adley Rushman was, you would probably look at me like I had eight heads. Yep. Well, guess doing what? That, doing that right now. Guess, guess who doesn't who? know him also? <laughs> well, guess what? I'll tell you both. He's a, a switch hitting catcher for the Orioles. That's one of the best you know, oh, yeah. prospects yeah, yeah. ever. Uh, can absolutely do it all. Runs as fast as a gazelle for a catcher, which is pretty rare. Nobody knows about him. Yeah. So they got to do a better job marketing. They have so much young talent that the NBA actually, you know, markets and talks about it so that's where i stand okay all right i I didn't know about that yeah brian what do you think yeah so building off that i definitely don't think they should do gimmicks as in shortening the season or you know hurting a team for striking out you know those things that have been thrown up in the air i don't like the second base gimmick as much as it speeds the game along in extra innings which i do like the regular season yeah 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 Yeah, that's fine but but again I, i think they should stay away from the gimmicks um but with what even said, I see no problem with trying to shorten the length of the game with that. My biggest thing is it's the game. You either love it or hate it. It's the game. The, get, the football games are four hours long. Basketball games are hour, four. I don't, I don't really watch much basketball, but three, four hours long, maybe three hours long. Again, it's just 162. It's a long game. It's a long season. That's the way the sport is. You love it. You hate it. You know, And I don't think you're changing that. I think that's just kind of the way you got to market it. And I think that's eventually why it will fall. But that's just one of those things. If you change it too much, like making it six innings or or only 70 games, it just becomes gimmicky. It's not the sport anymore. Yeah, you're um, screwing up history, which is also really touching. Which is really, really important, which will never happen. Um, yeah. And which, you know, I like basing teams, uh, players, stats, and stuff like that. A couple of things I will mention. The steroids, um, you know, obviously they've went – to the to the well on it they're not going back but why did they spend so much time to ruin their sport god knows why um but they should have turned a cold eye cold shoulder to 
the steroids and let it keep happening. Say it's banned. You're not allowed to use it, but turn a cold shoulder. That's all they had to do. I don't know why they've made such a big deal out of it. Ruined the careers of some of the best players in the game. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I would recommend putting steroids in your body, but they went so far to ruin their own sport. And then they wonder why nobody's watching. They wonder why. Um, And then a second thing I will say is this game could be really, really back on a good track with the banning of the shift. Again, I think I get that it was totally within the parameters of the game. And I think that whoever thought of it is brilliant, but it's gotten to a sickening point, And I'm so happy that yeah. next Wait, year did, that did, it will be banned. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah it'll be banned next year. And I think that will do wonders for the sport. The average is at all time low and it's, next, it's ridiculous. Next year. It's, it's what they're doing is there has to be two players on each side of second base. Yeah. They can still, I think, I think, I'm not sure. I, I believe the second baseman can still be a little bit in the outfield. I'm not sure. I, I don't even know about that. But, yeah, they are trying their best to, you know, make hitters become well-rounded once again, which will put the ball in play. So Yeah. Anything, again, I think the biggest thing that's hurting this game is the low averages, and it just keeps going down and down and down. If you can get the ball put in play. Not only is it a better game, but you also have a little bit more success in the postseason, which I try to holler at the Yankees. But, um, yeah, putting the ball in play, that is probably the biggest thing because you see a walk or you see a strikeout or you see a home run, and a home run is no longer really that exciting, you know, because it happens all the time. Well, before, you know, we get out of here, this this meeting ends. You guys got anything else? No. Good. No, I'm good. I just want to say thank you, for you guys, no, for having me on. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a big fan and I, I'm a big promoter of it. I like all the videos and I would love to do it again. So thanks for having me on. We'll definitely have you on it uh, in the NFL season for sure to chop it up. Uh, this was a, I appreciate you taking the time. That was, you know, a good hour yeah. plus interview right there. So yeah. I think, I think Brian uh, is a very uh, good conversationalist. Really educated when he's talking on sports, and so I think it's gonna, you know, as I definitely would like to welcome you on as much as we can here. And uh, obviously, we started this podcast basing on basketball, basing off the NBA. But the mm-hmm. point is, is as we can all see, we all watch just about every major sport. So when things are down in basketball, let's get together and talk about some other sports. We, you know, I don't want to really kind of constrict ourselves to certain conversations or certain topics or sports. So um, yeah, let's leave the window door open and. And do this more, more collabs. If you ever want to fire back up, picking a point, then oh. uh, then, then a little little cross promotion or something. Yeah, I love that. Love yeah. it. All right. Well, appreciate it, bro. Yep. Thanks for having me on, boys. All righty. See you later.